Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 148 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Kyle Shevlin. Kyle is a front-end web developer and software engineer who specializes in JavaScript and React. Kyle is also host of the Second Career Devs podcast, where he talks to guests who become software engineers after a previous career. So Kyle, can I ask you to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, It's a very accurate bio, but uh, to be even more highly detailed, I'm a senior software engineer at Webflow, where we're working to not only expand the world of visual development in building websites, but also just democratize software. And I think that's really cool. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, And, you know, when I'm not hosting a podcast or spending way too much time on Twitter talking about front-end development, you could probably find me on the golf course or having a beer with friends. So that's right. a little bit about me. Okay, and how's your golf? Um, my golf's really good. I've been a scratch golfer since I was 15. So, Right. Is that anything you, something you want to pursue in any way? It was when I was younger, and as, as silly as this might sound, uh, I'm actually quite glad I failed at becoming a professional golfer. I, I very much considered doing it after college, um, and it didn't quite work out. And I look back at it now and realize just how tough a life that could have been trying to make a living playing that sport. Because if you're not really like top 100 in the world, you're trying to get by. You're just trying to win enough to keep playing. And uh, I don't think I would have handled that stress long term very well. So I'm very glad to be in a nice, cushy IT career and (laughs) uh, be able to play golf when I can. Exactly. So you get the the enjoyment out of it as much as anything else. Yes, indeed. Cool. Okay. So Kyle, can you share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they may not know and perhaps should? Yeah. As I was thinking about an answer to this question, the one that kind of came to my mind was simply be open to opportunity. As my career has progressed and changed, often there have been times where an opportunity presented itself that wasn't one I was looking for. But by being open to it, it made an impact on my life and changed it positively. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be uh, judicious. It's always healthy to have a small amount of skepticism. But often there are really good opportunities just waiting for you or that might just happen to you. And you need to be ready to say yes, even if you're apprehensive and not comfortable. But that's my best one top career tip. So in terms of that sort of reluctance to take a risk, how do you manage that yourself? I think as much as I wish I I was different, I'm more risk averse than I wish I was. And so knowing that I'm more risk averse than I, I really wish I was, when I see a situation that my gut reaction is to hold back or maybe uh, not engage in that situation, it it's also a prompt for me to take a second to really evaluate it and then respond differently if necessary. And a lot of times it comes down to like maybe just an internal fear of my own abilities. And so far in my life, I've, I've proven 
time and time again that I can actually meet the challenges put before me. So why not get more in the habit of taking that risk and saying yes? Because the only way uh, you're going to grow and you're going to change is to be willing to try something different than you've done before. Yeah, absolutely. So taking yourself out of your comfort zone and just you know expanding those boundaries. Absolutely. Okay. Carl, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time to kind of come up with the right story to this because I don't like to dwell too much on the worst things in life. I hope most people don't like dwelling on them. But I think the situation that makes the most sense for me to talk about was a situation where I was recently hired at a job and the manager that was hiring me specifically gave me the task of rocking the boat. I'm, I'm quoting. He, he wanted me to come in and be able to stir up some change and see what positive things would come out of that. And I was all for that. I, I have a bit of a rebellious side. I like stirring uh, a little controversy once in a while, but that manager, unfortunately, was placed on a different team entirely just a few weeks into the job. And I made the mistake of, of ignorance and naivete to uh, attempt to make those changes without having built up the trust and not having the support of that manager anymore. And that really taught me a lot about consensus driving and, and working on a team and specifically about picking the appropriate times to try and implement change and even what changes might be appropriate to even make. It gave me a life lesson, to be honest, because it went so poorly that uh, I had to really adjust and really, really take stock of what the situation was. And I've reflected on it a lot and grown a lot. And I spend a lot more time building up trust with people because I now respect it so much more than I did back then. Right. So in hindsight, presumably you would have taken your time to build that sort of trust and relationship to be able to do the things you wanted to do. Yeah. Don't trust that just because a manager wants you to do something and you'll have that and they say that you'll have that support that it's going to work, right? Building trust up with every person on your team and the people who own the product you're working on or the project or whatever, that's a requirement there. And, you know, I was... I was not as educated about that whole non-technical process of consensus driving at that time. And I'm, I'm much better educated now about it. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Sure. I've been thinking a lot about this question. And it's really interesting to me because I don't actually conceive of my life a lot in terms of like, highlights and what is the best thing that happened to me. In fact, I think it's part of what makes me probably really bad at writing a resume. I never know what bullet points to make because to me, whatever I've just accomplished is literally the best thing to me. Like 20 minutes ago, I debugged a composition in uh, a bit of code I'm working on and I'm still on a high from doing that. And that happens over and over again to me. And I think it's actually one of the things that makes me successful at my job is that I don't dwell too much on like a highlight so much as I just keep chasing the next best thing in front of me, whether that's the simplicity of solving a tough problem at work or perhaps a, a new career goal. Um, for example, uh, one of the most recent career goals that I was able to achieve and am actually going to achieve again soon is 
creating and releasing a course of work on Egghead. It was a lot of work, but it was really successful. And I've been really glad to get the feedback and just hear all the responses from people that have been impacted and learned a lot from the educational material I've been able to produce. Yeah, that that feedback is often quite a positive thing in terms of giving you that, I suppose, extra energy towards your passion and your enthusiasm for what you do. Yeah, it's a, definitely a positive positive like feedback loop, right? When you hear quality things about the work you're doing, it encourages you to make even more quality work for them. Exactly. Yeah. So what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I mean, so many things excite me about this career. Literally every day I can go on Twitter and something new might be happening. But but for me, I think what really excites me are things like how the JavaScript ecosystem continues to grow. That's something I'm very particularly passionate about. And I'm really glad to see the way the language is being changed and updated more frequently. Um, ever since we've got an ES 2015, we've had yearly updates from TC39. That's always exciting to me. Uh, but it's also exciting to me to see how many new people are coming to web development and software engineering through JavaScript, through all these code schools. Being the host of Second Career Devs, I get to run into a lot of people who took alternative paths, kind of like myself, into this industry. And I get to see the energy, the passion, the lessons, all these things that they bring to an industry that uh, maybe lacked them in the past. Maybe didn't lack them, but it's definitely made richer, I think, by having a greater diversity of experience as people enter the field. I think you're right. I think that's something that has become more evident maybe over the last five to 10 years that people Mm -hmm. are coming in from different disciplines and, and particularly as your podcast covers, it's where people have changed careers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Sure, let's go. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I just really love solving little problems. Like I love doing logic puzzles or crosswords or things like that. And when I started to learn how to code, it it was very evident to me that this was something I could use uh, my philosophy degree of all random things on because I had studied logic and coding allows me to apply that logic in a very tangible way and make change in the world and the applications I work on. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Honestly, it's probably uh, you have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen and speak accordingly. Uh, Just learning to listen a little more often than I talk, because I love talking. (laughs) Yeah, so listening is definitely a skill that most, or so most, it's probably the wrong word, a lot of people have a struggle with and understand that balance. And also, I don't know about you, but I find a lot of people are actually waiting for their turn to speak as opposed to listening to what's going on. Right, absolutely. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I think the only thing I would really do differently is I would skip grad school before starting this career. For a very short version of my story, I was a pastor before I became a software engineer, and I have a master's in theology, and it was very costly to me financially. But at the time, that was the career I was pursuing, and it was the only way for me to advance in that career. So I did what I thought was necessary. And then 
through life circumstances and and some lucky breaks, I found this new career that I not only love, but I can thrive in. And it's made a world of difference to my life and to my family's life. And I'm so thankful for that change. So really, the only change I would have made is, could I have done it sooner? And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Yeah, my main objective at the moment is actually quite simple. It's it's just have a good start to my time at Webflow. I joined them about six weeks ago. Uh, my last few jobs weren't really the best fits. And sometimes that's really hard to figure out before you join a company. You think you're, uh, you learn the most by the, by the time you're on the job, not before the job. But I knew the CEO, Vlad Magdalene, very uh, pretty well before I joined. And uh, I got to know a bunch of other people on the team. And I just had a really good feeling and it's it's working out great. And I'm so happy about that. So my main focus is just doing a really great job there. And actually, that's really positive to me about having a very simple, clear, singular focus, because it gives my mind a lot more freedom to try and tackle other things and just enjoy life uh, a little bit more. So definitely, definitely work happiness leads to life happiness in my case. Sure. I've got to ask you as well about the podcast. Is that something you're continuing with? Yeah, I try and put out an episode every two weeks or so. I'm editing episode number 17 here really, really soon. Um, I don't have the kind of uh, energy and dedication I think other people have, maybe such as yourself, to put one out every week. So I go on a slightly less often, less frequent schedule. But my fans are great. Uh, No one's ever given me grief over it. So (laughs) <laughs> what, maybe someday they do. I'll, I'll ask them to donate a little money so I can uh, so I can justify spending more time on it. Yeah. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? This is going to sound maybe a bit strange, but I think empathy. I am not naturally empathetic, though a lot of people think I am. But the only reason they think I am is because I constantly and am actively working on being empathetic being aware of the people I'm working with or that I'm interacting with and trying to understand what their needs are and where they're coming from and and all those things. And what that does is help me have a common vernacular with a person or at least an approach that will be effective. And I have found the times that I failed the most are often the times I've been the least empathetic. So focusing on that has helped me be quite successful so far in my career. Yeah. Certainly, empathy is is something. It's certainly gaining more visibility within within the IT industry, um, in particular. But uh, I think it's something that that people need to consider uh, almost daily when they interact with people. Yeah, because you know, computers and servers and all that—they're pretty consistent. They perform the same way all the time. But you know, without empathy, you might not understand why your coworker is being a little short with you. Maybe they're having a bad day or maybe you're in code review and you can't seem to get something resolved. And it's really not about the objectivity of the code. Maybe it's the subjectivity of this person and and understanding stuff like that. Like, you know, business requires us to work with people and, you know, people are challenging. So having a little empathy can go a long way to making them less challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yeah. I think my parting career advice is 
be vigilant about burnout. And the reason I bring this up is because I suffered through it about a year ago. And it was quite bad. And I tried to take a job while I was very burnt out. And it went even worse than I could have expected. So what I would love to tell people to do is be aware of it and take care of yourself. Do what's necessary to maintain your interest and your your love or maybe not love but what it is that motivates you to do this work if that's you know having a healthy family or having good boundaries or even just staying physically fit do what's necessary to do yourself the favor of being healthy and doing a good job and finally what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you Absolutely. Best place to find me is on Twitter. That's Kyle Shevlin. Um, you can find me also on GitHub or YouTube or Twitch. Sometimes I stream and teach uh, coding there too. And it's all just Kyle Shevlin. I'm pretty easy to find. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Phil. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.